0: and for the world at large. Let's begin. Hi everyone, thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Today I'm going to be discussing healing within relationships. So relationships can be a very powerful place for healing, for transformation, for self-actualizing, and for growth. Uh, this is not always the case. However, in many instances, relationships, such as in the case of toxic relationships, abusive, narcissistic relationships, uh, they may lead a person further from themselves and break partners down even more, and are in fact something that needs to be dissolved, something that needs to be done away with. So in this episode, I wanted to discuss some of the variables that determine when a relationship is something that, while it may be be difficult and there be challenges, is something that's still worth the investment long term, or... Is it something, is it a relationship that is not conducive to our growth, to our happiness, to our evolution, and as a result needs to be done away with, dissolved completely? I'm also going to discuss some tips on how, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you both have childhood wounds, you both are trying to heal, how to create a relationship where both partners are actually assisting each other in the healing process. So firstly, we hear often that you need to be alone in order to heal, in order to build a sense of self. Now, I actually feel strongly and believe that in order to build a sense of self, it is best done when we're not in a committed relationship. So the theory behind this is that while we're in a a relationship, um, because there's somebody else in our lives, we can't necessarily use our resources, such as our time, our attention, uh, our affection, our energy uh, to build a sense of self. So by, in essence becoming uh, separate from the other person, you can then have that space so you can then focus on yourself to build a sense of self. Now to this, I say, you know, healing takes place in the context of a relationship, not necessarily in a committed intimate relationship. That being said, it can take place in an intimate relationship. And in fact, intimate relationships can be a, a great catalyst and a facilitator of healing. So it could be argued that human beings exist in the context of a relationship. That is that we are always in relationships with things, with people around us as a living organism. We are all interconnected in a web of existence and all things are connected whether we realize it or not. So therefore, we are never truly alone and existing as an independent individual. So with this information and with this understanding, we can see that we are all, in essence, affecting each other. Everything we think, everything we say, everything we do, all has an impact on the people around us. And nothing exists by itself and for itself. So everything in the universe is attempting to create balance and equilibrium constantly. And where there's a deficit somewhere, something else is working to act upon it to create balance and peace and equilibrium throughout. So the best example I like to bring of this is is biologically, you know, when the human being, uh, when the human body gets sick, there's all the elements of the human body are trying to work together to bring that balance, to bring health, to bring equilibrium. Uh, you know, more specifically, let's say there's a cut, right? right? Red blood cells and white blood cells, everything's working together, even the body temperature, just to make sure that everything, all the resources can be used to assure that that specific spot, that specific wound is is healed. So now when it comes to healing, we need relationships to create that balance, to create that equilibrium. So when we are wounded, when we have emotional and spiritual deficits, the things around us are attracted to us. So we attract things around us to facilitate that healing and to create that internal balance. So this is partially why We are attracted to people who trigger us because in essence, the universe is attempting to create that balance by forcing us to face our internal deficits in order to correct the imbalance within. So practically speaking, when we want to heal, others around us are going to reflect back to us, our state of woundedness, and they're going to trigger us into facing those parts of ourselves, bringing them into the conscious awareness and healing them. So when we are wounded, when we are dysregulated emotionally, we are imbalanced. So this process is actually very necessary to bring a state of regulation, a state of calm, inner peace, and equilibrium. So any relationship can be a part of our healing. Anything that forces us to face our pain and unresolved wounds and our inner chaotic world. So this does not need to be a committed intimate relationship. In reality, anyone who is in your life that is waking up old pain can be said to be a growth partner or an intimate relationship that is ultimately close enough to you to force you to get in contact with the wounds, which they are a necessary tool that will assist you in the integration process of the unresolved parts of yourself. So based on this, if you're in a relationship, you know, it's dysfunctional, it's toxic, it's breaking down, it's narcissistic, you may be considering whether to stay or leave. This is a question I get very often. You know, yet should I stay or leave? Uh, This relationship is not working for me. I don't know because there's love there, there's a desire to connect, maybe even on both parties there's a desire to connect and be together, but ultimately it's not working. So this can be very tricky and difficult because, like I said, there may be love and there may be many experiences together And uh, this is a hard connection to leave behind. We don't want to necessarily lose the bond. So I want to talk about some important and vital elements to to look out for when assessing if your relationship is good for your healing and growth and therefore something to uh, work on and stay together to create a healing environment and heal together or simply something that needs to be left behind and moved on from. First of all, Are both of the partners aware of the healing process, committed to self reflection and healing? Now, this is not just lip service. This is daily, daily, sometimes hour to hour, even minute to minute, just becoming aware of your patterns or your wounds, your reactions, how you show up to the world. And if both partners are willing, uh, are, are aware that healing is necessary and willing to be there for each other to reflect back pain and wounds that are in need of healing without blaming, you know, retaliating or taking it out on each other then the relationship itself can become a place of healing and growth. And you see oftentimes partners who do trigger each other, create creates just total chaos, war zones, defense mechanisms, blame shifting, blaming each other. You know, in essence, each partner is trying to avoid their pain and they're convinced that the other person is causing them the pain. So in essence, these defense mechanisms are employed to protect them from the other person causing them pain. However, if both are willing to take responsibility, For their own stuff and can compassionately reflect back without blaming or criticizing, then the relationship can be a wonderful catalyst to wake up old pain and help each other heal. In addition, both partners must be committed to their own self-growth and healing. Both must be willing to face himself and build an independent sense of self. Now, because each partner's wounds and non-wholeness or fragmented state you know, brought them together in this codependent, mesh relationship, so only once each partner is committed to healing their own wounds of childhood and realizing their part in the dysfunction and then building an, a self individually can the relationship ultimately come together with two independent people who are healthy, creating an interdependent, healthy relationship. So for this healing process to occur, there must be a sense of safety and trust in order to express hurts and pain and to communicate without, again, retaliating or blaming. So this includes an environment, a space of safety, a lack of judgment and willingness to have those tough conversations and the ability to learn about how, again, how you show up to life without getting defensive or losing respect for each other. In addition, this is a tricky one and it's so vital for each partner to heal for themselves. You know, when it comes to healing your wounds of childhood, you're not doing this for your partner. You know, in many instances that you'll find that there's this threat to leave or an ultimatum by one of the partners, particularly the one who feels uh, abused and like a victim. So in this case, the the partner who is the aggressor in that instance, or being accused of being the aggressor, maybe the narcissistic perpetrator, uh, is being, in essence, there's an ultimatum against them. And if they don't heal, then the relationship's over. So a lot of the motivation and, and it's a strong motivating force is to heal so that they can hold on to the bond. Now. While this is a strong motivator and there might be good intentions, if that is the purpose of healing, what we do is we fail to create new and proper healthy paradigms of self-awareness and independence for each partner, and as a result of that, it usually falls back into its old, outdated, and dysfunctional way of being. So healing is for you, it's finding out who you are, what your needs are, meeting your needs, and then going in the direction of your highest self. And ultimately, when two people come together and they're doing that, that creates a very growth-minded and healthy way of relating. That is sustainable. And ultimately, that is interconnection. That's what we are striving for. In addition, you know, healing partners need to understand that this will take time. This is a process. It will take continuous effort, most usually for the rest of their lives, of the relationship life. You know, Although it does get easier with new, healthier habits and paradigms when they're established, it does become more second nature. However, when both partners are putting in the effort and becoming each other's growth partner, the results are stunning and the fulfillment it brings is really really powerful and I cannot suggest and and recommend enough people healing together in relationships and allowing the relationship to become a place of growth. Furthermore, it's so important to learn the art of forgiveness for each other so that resentments don't continue to build and further create distance. Obviously, if two people are coming together and they're trying to heal and they have a past already, there might be anger, hurts, frustrations that pop up again, which can then break each other down. So when we learn this art of forgiveness of compassion on yourself and each other, uh, this can again, create that space where we can uh, bring up old stuff and allow it to uh, heal as opposed to continue to build and create that distance. You know, oftentimes when we are healing, we may fall back into old ways. So again, patience and forgiveness for each other for that growth process is so extremely vital. You know, sometimes relationships need to fall apart. Sometimes they're they're simply unsustainable. And regardless of how much love and desire there is to be together, the relationship itself, the dynamics in which it was built are going to break down. You know, each partner is so entrenched in their defensive stance, in their wounded patterns. And therefore, a breakup and a a breakdown in this sense can be necessary and a necessary shattering. So partners can break out of their old ways of being as well as reach those deep elements of themselves that perhaps they are disconnected from. You know, when we have a breakdown, it really rips us open. So by having that breakdown, it can allow us to face ourselves and finally really embrace and bring into the conscious awareness that which needs healing. And finally, it's so important to find somebody, a coach, a therapist, a healer, a psychologist, somebody you trust and somebody trained in this process, someone who understands what it means to help individuals heal, uh, as well as to be able to create that space in the relationship to help each other uh, heal, to be able to help each other build a sense of self, as well as assist each other in, in, in developing those skills to create a safe space in the relationship so that it can become a powerful force in our growth and healing journey. Somebody who is unaware of how each partner's wounds are impacting the relationship uh, may focus heavily on the relationship as if that is the cause of the issue and may entirely miss the core issue, which is ultimately may not be a relationship issue at all, but rather a wounds issue and something separate from the relationship that's causing the relationship itself to break down. So some relationships out there are abusive, are toxic, and simply beyond repair. So I want to make a disclaimer that I'm not saying that if two people uh, want to go on a healing journey, that, uh, that is obviously the best case scenario, but in many instances, the relationship is toxic and abusive, and they are even dangerous, and leaving is the only option. Uh, You know, in the case of a narcissistic abuser, when the victim is threatening to leave, this is where you'll see the narcissistic abuser promise to change and become healthy. That's where they'll be very focused on what they need to do, maybe even self-reflection and going on that growth and healing journey. So it's so important to determine if there is abuse. And, you know, while people can change and many people do change, you know, sticking around in the hopes that and, the, and giving into the promises or holding on to the promises and hopes that your partner can change may be a part of the abuse. It may further bond you to the relationship just buying more and more time so you get further stuck and ultimately uh, trauma bonded to a relationship. So you want to be very mindful of somebody who is saying they want to heal and committing to healing. Are they actually doing the work? Uh, if you determine that there is abuse and that they are not, then it's important to, uh, to walk away from that completely. So, my personal process when it comes to working with individuals and then couples who are trying to heal in relationships is to, in essence, work with each individual separately to help each individually build a sense of self, you know, to overcome their past, uh, to heal and develop that healthy sense of self. So, alongside this, Uh, I include couples uh, coaching and couple sessions to assist the relationship in developing that aforementioned space so that they can build a, uh, a space of healing and then mend the relationship together. You know, so many of our relationship issues are not necessarily relationship issues at all. They are childhood wounds trauma, and and faulty relationship patterns that are stemming from our past that need to be addressed individually. So once partners individually take responsibility for their own stuff and assure that they aren't using the relationship to soothe their pain or avoid accountability, uh, ultimately the relationship itself can become a magnificent place of growth, transformation, healing, and therefore, interconnection, uh, happiness, and joy. I wanna point out that if you decide that your relationship is not something that is conducive to growth, it's breaking you down, it's toxic, it's abusive, if you decide to leave the relationship, Healing individually is still necessary to assure that your wounds, that your shadows, that your unresolved past doesn't attract more toxicity. So the healing in the context of relationship in this specific instance could be in the context of a relationship to a friend, to a family member, to a coach or therapist, someone who you trust, who can hold space for you, uh, who could be your, who could be in that instance, your growth partner, compassionately reflecting back parts of yourself that need healing. So like I mentioned earlier, healing does occur in the context of relationships. And, you know, the phrase, the popular phrase, no man is an island. And this concept, it expresses the idea that human beings uh, do poorly, you know, when isolated from others, and we need to be part of a community uh, to thrive. You know, that being said, unless we do become an island, unless we have an independent sense of self, then we will continue to relate in other people in a codependent way in a way that is not conducive to sustainable growth and health. So if you are someone who finds yourself in a toxic relationship, you're unsure of whether to stay or leave. You're not sure if the relationship is conducive uh, to growth or it's something that needs to be uh, done away with and broken down completely. You know it can be a very confusing space to be. Uh, You know ultimately we're not sure, and and there could be a, a long history with this individual. You need a lot of love there. So my advice to you in this instance is to pay attention to yourself. Focus on yourself. Go on your own individual healing journey and growth journey. And when you go in the direction of your higher self, of your growth, of your vision, of your dreams for your specific life, then whether your partner is growing or not will become very obvious because ultimately if they are growing, they'll be able to hang with you, they'll be able to keep up and ultimately grow grow in their higher self, towards their journey, towards their where their need to go for their growth. and ultimately that will bring you back together. So again, you don't if you don't know if you're not sure, if you're confused, the best answer is to become self-aware, go on that healing journey so that you can discern between somebody who is growing and somebody who's not. And if you determine that your partner is not growing, and ultimately that's the kind of relationship we want to walk away from so you can pursue your growth, your, your evolution, your self-actualizing, and ultimately go in the direction of your goals and your dreams. If you are someone struggling in this way, if you're a couple and you're finding yourself in this very difficult gridlock, uh, I work with couples as well as individuals that'd be more than happy to assist you individually as well as together as a couple to uh, create that space of healing and growth, which can very well be a a fantastic, powerful place of healing and growth. And really, I've seen it so many different times and it's fascinating to see every time because like I said before, healing happens in the context of a relationship. So even if a relationship is difficult, even if it's painful, if it can be a place that can force you to face your wounds, you can ultimately help each other become your highest self. So if this is of interest to you, feel free to reach out. I offer a free 15-minute consultation. My email is yitz, Y-I-T-Z, at magnoliahealingcenter.com. My phone, 818-210-6049. Thank you all so much for joining me for today's episode. Until next time, all the best.